I'm Kelly Harrell, author, modern animist, and creator of The Weekly Rune. Solenton Arts is my soul-tending practice, and you're listening to What in the Weird, my podcast in which I talk about runes, animism, soul-tending, and how each of those intersects through sacred activism on my path. The Weekly Rune is out, and if you're not sure what it is, it's a runecast that I've done for years focused on the runic calendar and the current half-month rune. You can find the archive of all of the runecasts on my site, solentonarts.com, and if you're not sure what a half-month is, listen to the early episodes of What in the Weird, or just go read the Weekly Rune at Solenton Arts. It's explained at the beginning of every runecast. I want to thank everyone who listens to the podcast, especially those who send in notes. I deeply appreciate your support, and I'm thrilled by your love of the runes. I also want to thank my Patreon supporters who make the sharing of my rune work through the runecast and this podcast possible with their financial support. Both are labors of love, and even labors of love cost somebody, and that somebody is me. The production of the RuneCast and the podcast each require platforms and equipment to produce, none of which is free. So if you've benefited from the RuneCast, the podcast, or even the ton of free articles on the runes, animism, and soul tending on my website, you can show your support through buying my books, which you can also find at my website, soulintentarts.com, by making a one-time contribution through PayPal, or contributing regularly through Patreon. Just go to patreon.com and search for Kelly Harrell. It's K-E-L-L-E-Y-H-A-R-R-E-L-L. And thank you for it. Our last episode discussed Uruz as the unconscious primal life force within us. That is, the soup of ego and shadow that we have to work to create healthy relationship with or we're just constantly reacting to poor internal programming and not creating from our present state, skills, and needs. This week, we're working with half-month rune Thorosaz. Go check out the weekly rune if you haven't. And Thorosaz focuses on coming into relationship with that raw life force within ourselves, the unconscious, and being able to create from it, to make lightning strike. I mean, right? That's the association that Thorosas has with Thor and Mjolnir. And yes, it points to blunt change. That's one phrase that you often hear in conjunction with Thorosas. But it's internal change. Unlike Hagalaz, the other major change rune in the Elder Futhark, Hagalaz is about external change, and it comes with a whole lot of why the face. Thorosaz is change that we can control. And if we don't realize the components that lead up to that lightning strike, that we can control them and instead are just kind of standing there going, where'd that lightning strike in the shitstorm of my life come from? That's the difference between knowing your unconscious and not knowing it. Thorosaz is about our unconscious motivations, which are 
internal Yoltnar forces. So, okay, the giants of yore are the forces of nature, and we carry those on the inside as our unconscious. We're little Yotnar. What about it? I mentioned in the weekly rune that the summary statement that's often associated with Thorasaz is it's the point that we realize we're separate from source, which means what exactly? And to delve into that meaning, let's reflect back on the mythology around this rune. And remember also that the Yotnar were above the gods. They were before the gods, and the gods resented the shit out of that, all the while keenly aware that they had to do what the Yotnar bid. They could not not live within the laws of nature, because that's nature. With that in mind, remember also that Thorosaz is associated with Thor, the Asgard god, who represents the forces of fire, electricity, through his hammer, Mjolnir, which is a Jotnar force forged by the dwarves. Thor obviously strikes Mjolnir with intention to evoke some effect. We just aren't privy to what that intention is, when that strike is going to happen, or what the outcome will be. And Thor likely doesn't know the outcome either. He just knows that something needs stirring and recharging. It needs changing. But we do know with utter clarity when that strike has happened because shit scatters to get out of its way. Because that life force that ripples out from it just goes deeply and far into impacting our lives. And for a lot of people, that's the only glimpse of life that they have. Lightning struck, run! It's very simplistic and fear-based. And I'm not saying it isn't a valid response. It's survival. And we're all wired for it. When we're talking about internal lightning strikes, though, that survivalistic fear response to change is limiting. It's rote. And we're acting out of an old template, just repeating old patterns. It's not based in the present. It's not based in a grounded ability to not be triggered and take a breath, realize what's happening, and assess the skills we have to respond thoughtfully. But what about when we can't respond thoughtfully? We get triggered. We react from an old emotional wound that's way out of proportion to the event that actually happened in the present. The reality is most people will never get past that reactionary response. We actually have scientific data now that measures folks' capacity to respond to pain and shame. And that data shows that most people stand down every time. They don't break that fear-based pattern. And I say that not to be discouraging, but to emphasize how emotionally difficult it is to face shadow. When you stand there with the reality of your inner self and you think, is everybody's as, as hard as this? Is everybody's as difficult as this? Yes, yes, it is our life's challenge to bring awareness to shadow, to ego, and to override our unconscious programming. And if you think about it, when you function that way, completely out of fear, always from the fragility of your own emotional wounds, 
rather than from your skills and experience in the present moment, then you have to displace the tension of that wound somewhere. Where does it go? Well, it either goes to a change to bring awareness to the unconscious or it has to find a scapegoat. It needs to be able to blame a power bigger than the self for the lightning strike and how they reacted to it. And that power is most often, you know, the devil made me do it. Or, you know, why am I being tested? Or it's some twisted version of my God is testing me to see if I'm devout. And I'll respond to the test by confessing how much I need my God to get through the test. It's this recursive tangle of bypassing. So one more time. Thoracize is where we realize our separation from source. If the unconscious is internal forces of nature, Jotnar, and then what is source? Is it a being higher than ourselves? Is it nature? Is it the awareness that we bring in to become aware of all of the above, to learn our personal relationship to all of the above? Because if that's what it is, then realizing the separation means realizing we are source. Think about it. Fear-based culture, which means those without awareness of their unconscious, reads that line about separation with fear. It's based on a concept of original sin that tells us we must restore our godlike purity at all costs, no matter what happens in our lives, and yet we're not fit to do exactly that, and we never will be. We are permanently reactive in a pattern we can't change. That is the overculture dogma of how responding to challenges in life works. So look at being separate from source through the old Norse culture. In, in their example, in, in their mythology, there's no nice, tidy deity sitting up in the firmament watching over things. No, 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 no. They have this trickster dude, Odin, who travels around the realms in cosplay, making sure everybody who says they're on the good foot really is, all the while learning the places where he isn't. Odin has spent all these years doing everything he can, sacrificing everything he could to come into wisdom. Yet on these travels, he realizes how much he isn't in touch with himself, with his people, or how life really works. And the one quality that gets overlooked in Old Norse cosmology is the humility of Odin. All you hear about is his bravado. But in reality, he didn't get it right the first third, or even 40th times. But eventually, he became very transparent about that fact. He led by example, all of the examples. And in this version of Separate from Source, Odin demonstrates that we're the only ones who can bring ourselves back to it. And that process, it's so insular, it's so internal, that we can only come to realize that we already are Source. We don't learn that by looking outside ourselves, by being sidetracked by every lightning strike. We learn it by experiencing the lightning strike 
and then looking within for how to respond better. The time we have with Dorsas as the half month is an ideal time to learn to look within, to get those skills. This is the time to learn that you aren't your conscious thoughts. You aren't your unconscious, your ego, your shadow, but something separate, connected to all of those and more. Learn to bring your awareness to whatever that experience is, that process is divine, it's divinity, it's source. That's it for this episode. If you have questions or insights about working the runes in season, or you just need a cheerleader, feel free to email me at kelly at solentonarts.com. Or you can call in through the Anchor app, which is how I record What in the Weird. And you can download Anchor on Android or iPhone. Also, check out earlier episodes by downloading them from Google Play or iTunes and all those other platforms for podcasts. If you get a chance, check out Everyday Animism, which I co-host with a couple of other lovely ladies, Brandis Schnabel and Janet Roper, which is also on Anchor. And other podcasts you may enjoy are Around Grandfather Fire, hosted by James Stovall and Sarah Odinson, and Why Shamanism Now, hosted by Christina Pratt. You can learn more about me and my work by visiting solentonarts.com. And I'm most active on social media at Instagram at Kelly Soul Arts. I'm Kelly, and this has been What in the Weird. Mm-hmm.